Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. Thank you. Yep. Doing fine good, here. Good. Uh, we're going to start off with talking about, believe it or not, something about COVID yeah, and politics. <laughs> uh, how it involves politics. It's, a, it's been a political scandal all along. I mean, you know, from the very beginning, the overreaction was a political overreaction. Uh, but right now, uh, Politico is giving us a hint that uh, uh, maybe this is a sign that's really ending or something. Here it says, the COVID campaign trail vanishing. People don't want to hear about it. And, it's, and they did, I think they cited a poll that showed that it's not as high on the agenda for the people and the higher and the worries. And I can't believe that. I think it is, but maybe the uh, part that the people are getting tired of, are, it's still COVID and it's probably all the mandates they're sick and tired of hearing about. But I don't think it's the fear mongering uh, that the people are expressing. Too many people are catching on now. And, uh, and, and uh, this, is, this to me, I think, uh, is an attempt maybe to shift the emphasis and, um, and, and make sure that uh, the Democrats don't, don't look like, well, people are rejecting this whole issue and concern. Maybe the Democrats think that's not a very good issue. But anyway, it's interesting because they're spinning it. That's what they're doing and uh, trying to get it. Their, their name of the game is money and political power. And uh, this is just, I think, a minor step, uh, but they don't, they're not going to emphasize it like they did six months ago or a year ago, because it was always, if you weren't willing to put everybody in prison tomorrow, uh, you were un-American, you know, that, that sort of thing. So uh, I think this is uh, something that deserves watching, and they've made it a, a, a political event out of it, and, it, and they're even testing it in the polls. Uh, but. Uh, I, you know, and, and I think it is an important issue, but quite frankly, my assessment is that people are sick and tired of the mandates and, and uh, people, oh no, that's not it. They want the government to protect them and take care of them because uh, they certainly took care of the press secretary. She's doing fine with, yeah. with all their plans. So anyway, this is a, this is a, a, a pretty uh, interesting issue. I think it's going to be around. They're not going to get rid of it before the current election, and they're not going to get rid of it before the next year election either. I think I think it might even be a bigger issue when you think of the deterioration of the economy uh, associated with the uh, mandates, which have been very, very destructive. Although we've talked about uh, the initial stages of this downturn was, uh, you, know, you know, Federal Reserve uh, determined, and uh, they're st still involved the Congress is by spending money and over-regulating and all these things. But right now, uh, they, uh, uh, they, we can expect that this will still be a big issue next year. And if they don't start doing uh, Republicans and Democrats having better policy, they might expect that they should be prepared for several years. Yeah. Many years sometimes it takes to straighten out. And I think of the 30s. Uh, the Depression was delayed because of government uh, prolongation of it by doing more of the same thing that caused the Depression. Yeah. Well, first I'll apologize, Dr. Paul. Every time we hit October and that weather changes, I get a little bit of a bug. So mm -hmm. my voice is a little rough. But let's put up that first clip. This is from Politico, of all places. And as usual with Politico and most mainstream media, there's a spin involved. But let's look at face value. People are over it. COVID vanishes from the campaign trail. 
they're talking about Virginia, which is t tomorrow is the election in Virginia, the gubernatorial. Very fascinating. Virginia has not had a statewide uh, Republican elected since 2009, I believe. It's been a long dry spell, and all of a sudden Youngkin is coming up from behind against McAuliffe, and I think this is probably one of the big issues. Here's from the Politico article. Uh, now, this is how the term they use is so important, COVID fatigue. The evidence for COVID fatigue is everywhere. In the closing days of a bitterly contested gubernatorial race in Virginia, 23% of voters ranked COVID as one of their top two voting issues, according to a recent Monmouth University poll. That's down 10 percentage points from the previous month. Just 11% of voters ranked the pandemic as the most important issue. So, but they want to spin it as, well, it's just everyone's tired of it, but that's not the case. But this is a former top advisor to Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey, who, if you remember, is the biggest lockdowner after Cuomo, quote, everybody's just ready to move on. And here's a political uh, uh, strategist based in Virginia, Ben Tribbett. He said, quote, it takes away a great issue, a great issue. So they're sad, but I think they're misreading it, Dr. Paul, because I don't think people are, have COVID fatigue. I think they have COVID anger and that that's why they're trying to portray it. They, they want to distract yeah, from that. Distract. Yeah. Oh, that's old stuff. Don't, don't remind uh, us of the I tyranny. I think that's really what's going on. There's a lot of anger now. And, and maybe a, a different type of poll was done. They might find that the people are more upset than ever, but it's at the lockdown. It's the mandates. It's their loss of liberties. It's the cost of money. It's the stupidity of what's, what's going on uh, with putting masks on kids, and they've never proven there, were, there was any benefit to this. So I, I think they were trying to guide, uh, you know, the scenario and take, you know, take away from it. But uh, I, I don't think all of a sudden this means the opening salvo of the elimination of the COVID being an issue. This is going to be an issue for a long time because the diehards are still absolutely determined to use this. And it's international, as we'll point out later. It's international to have this international vaccine passport, intimidation and economic control. And uh, so they're, they're not giving up on this. So this whole notion that uh, there's, there's less, uh, less concern about the, uh, the COVID, uh, it's, uh, it's hope we're on the right side because that would be a positive. That would mean that people are waking up and maybe wanting to deal with it. Well, you know, Dr. Paul, we're nonpartisan here. We just try to look at the issue. But I think the real issue is, is, is whether Republicans are going to roll over like good little dogs and play out of, the, out of the damn playbook on this, or whether they're going to try to harness that anger. And I think you used the right word, anger. That anger is below the surface. I think it's terrifying the Democrats. We see, even we saw it in New Jersey over the weekend, 100,000 people chanting a pretty obscene thing about the president. They don't like him. Everywhere people in public can congregate, they're chanting variations of let's go Brandon, which is kind of a code yeah. for a very bad thing. So that anger is so strong, I think it's terrifying. The Do you think Biden is anxiously waiting for the next car races so he can go and wave? <laughs> I don't think that's, that's going to go very well. In fact, when well, Biden was with uh, McAuliffe in Virginia, he was holding a town hall meeting in Arlington, which I used to live in. Is very, it's as blue as you can get. And the chants were, we love Trump, we love Trump. And uh, it, was, it was pretty embarrassing, I think, for, for Biden. Well, good. Just so it's not embarrassing to our f 
desires for liberty. I want to talk about a specific person that's involved in this in a personal way, and that has to do with Saki, uh, Jen Saki, uh -huh. the uh, press secretary for the president. And uh, people know her. She's she's uh, one thing different. It's almost a year, and she's still in business. And I think in the early year, one thing that I, I was unhappy with is when Trump became president, he had a lot of different press secretaries. Yeah. which means there, there's not a strategy or there's not a, a uniform plan. Or not. But so far, she's held up pretty well. She's still there, and uh, she's had to preach the gospel about what to do and brag about the president, uh, what his orders are, and that we're around the corner, we're doing fine and dandy. Uh, but uh, there looks like there's a monkey wrench in, in the plans of the propaganda we're supposed to be listening to. Uh, she ends up, believe it or not, she knows all the rules. She followed them religiously, at least she says she has. She, I, I can't, you know, it just blows my mind. She, and I guess a lot of other people in this country, have gotten three vaccines. Yeah. And uh, from my viewpoint and the viewpoint of other virologists, is, is that it, it doesn't make sense. It's like, how many... Sh how many vaccinations you want to get for your, your bad cold, yeah, you know, yeah. and it go on and on. So they take they take these vaccines. So she's had the three shots, but she really had to protect herself because she wouldn't want to set a bad example. She wore two masks, yeah, and, and two yet masks. And yet there's no no evidence that the masks have have really protected anybody from anything. So they, they, that's what that's what's going on. But then she comes down positive yeah and uh now she's quarantined or she will be quarantined or getting over her quarantine but uh it's uh it's it's pretty pretty amazing wouldn't she be the poster child she's not a child but the uh -huh. postal poster poor poor person to demonstrate ask questions is this stuff really working she has access to the best doctors and all the money and all the medication but she's probably against the law for her to use the medications that a lot of our friends would yeah. say would be good you know like ivernectin yeah. you know and no they can't use that and hydroxychloroquine oh they didn't push that very early either but they sure pushed uh, a lot of other things expensive drugs and uh, the solution is vaccination vaccination because you know even even if you do get it it will be it will be uh, not nearly as bad and uh, there's pretty good evidence that shows that some very famous people had all the vaccination got the infection then died anyway yeah. so it's, it's it's this idea and, and yet uh, if you challenge it you still could be canceled canceled from society mocked as un being un-american and uh and and, and l lose your job the whole thing is still out there uh and and maybe once again maybe the people are waking up and getting sick and tired of hearing these stories and and that's why oh it's People aren't quite as interested in this COVID epidemic anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's fading away. The truth is, there's an item of truth there because the, the the real number of cases and deaths from COVID have gone down, but they don't talk about some of the complications from the vaccines. Well, I think the real thing about the Jen Psaki issue is that it really underscores how the narrative is falling apart. She's an obsessive mask wearer. We know that. She does at least two. Who knows how many she's hiding in there, at least in public. Uh, she's got all the shots, everything that's recommended, boom, boom, boom. 
but presumably from what the news reported, she caught COVID. Presumably her family members are also vaccinated. My guess is they would be from vaccinated family members. So if she's vaccinated, her family members are vaccinated. She's got a bunch of masks on, yet she still catches it. That's very harmful for the narrative that tells you, go get a vaccine, go get a vaccine. It's going to protect you. They're still trying to spin it, though, because this is what she said. Thanks to the vaccine, I have only experienced mild symptoms. But that's also faulty logic, Dr. Paul, because no one knows what kind of symptoms she would have had without the vaccine. She's a pretty young woman, uh, not pretty young, but pretty young woman. Um, I'm not making a judgment about her looks. Uh, she's a young looking woman. She looks like she's healthy. She probably goes to the gym. Her chance of getting sick, according to the statistics, we don't know her medical history, is extremely, extremely small. So you can't make the leap from saying, well, I would have died if I didn't have it. And thank goodness I have mild symptoms because we just simply don't know. And I think you people know, are waking up to that. It's sort of sad, but uh, understandable of people poking fun at that whole theory because, uh, you know, having a milder case uh, didn't seem to help Colin Powell very much. Yeah. You know, it's uh, so it's it's a lot of talk, uh, too many variables. And uh, ordinarily, you know, if you didn't even uh, 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 an infection like this, there will be a lot of variables. And but when the government takes over the whole thing, like they've never done before, the variables are all political. Yeah. You know, and the science is pushed aside. And so this that might be one of the things long term. That might be one of the most serious things is the attack on science. And uh, this this is a really uh, really a problem uh, because this is. This is affecting medical training and medical school and, and people who teach in medical schools. Uh, they have to be very cautious because, uh, oh, well, I've spent all this time studying science. But as far as I'm concerned, if they know better, they ought to speak up. Yeah. Well, let's do a couple of clips, uh, clips and catch up before we can. Skip that next one and go to the one with Jen Psaki if we can. This is a New York Post report. This is a tweet reporting uh, the New York Post uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki tests positive for COVID-19. Our friend uh, Kathleen O'Neill writes, wait, that's weird. Do masks and vaccines not work? <laughs> and here's the next one, too. Now, here's she's choking on her own words now. This is when she was yelling at the rest of us. This is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Psaki says. Well, her own infection underscore, undermines uh, that perspective that it's all of our faults, not... Uh, speaking about myself, but all the unvaccinated people's faults. So it's interesting to see. But we're moving on now to, um, to an interesting study from The Lancet, right? Right. And they've, they've done study. this before, yeah. right? Big study. So it, uh, the title is The Lancet Study Exposes Limits of the Vaccines at Preventing COVID. Well, that's what we've been just talking about. Yeah. And, uh, they uh, is supposed to limit it, and then they frequently say that, uh, you, you, you know, uh, they'll get it, but it'll be milder. But there's so many cases that uh, explain that that isn't necessarily the case. And uh, the, the breakthroughs and all the promises that they have. But Lancet is, is one of the few. They have a good reputation, and they're persistent, and they take their time, and they get their statistics differently than just calling up uh, Dr. Fauci and yeah. ask Fauci for the stats in order to write their articles. So I would say uh, Lancet uh, so far has, uh, uh, you, you know, 
allowed a lot more people to understand this in a more objective way than uh, we've been exposed to elsewhere. And it's a long, detailed, year-long study, and the conclusions are, again, further undermining the narrative. Because the narrative, as you know, Dr. Paul, is yes, there are breakthrough infections, but they're very, very rare, okay? But that's not what they found. And this is fascinating, this is from a BBC article. Even if they have no or few symptoms, the chance of them, meaning vaccinated people, transmitting the virus to other unvaccinated housemates is about 38%. That's not very rare. 38% <laughs> chance of giving them COVID? That drops to one in four or 25% if the housemates are also fully vaccinated. They're presenting that as if it's somehow an argument to get vaccinated, but you go from very, very, very rare breakthrough cases, to you've got a one in four shot of catching the disease, even if everyone in your house is vaccinated. That doesn't seem very rare to me. The other reason, uh, Lance, it's on the list of those people who can't stand the uh, scientific truth is they, their argument and their statistics uh, says that uh, natural immunity is superior, uh, you know, to uh, vaccine, uh, uh, vac vaccine protection. So, of course, that seems to be natural. That's what most doctors have learned in the last hundred years, except for the last 10, maybe, that things have changed because it has to fit the scenario. And, of course, there's been much, many more vaccinations. And, of course, I, I've told many times that one of my f first vote in the first week I was there in 1976 had to do with a vaccine, a political stunt, you know, called up uh, uh, and uh, and proved a lot of things were wrong in the theories then and had nothing to do with science. So they've been tinkering away and hacking away at science for a long time. And I think that uh, that is going to linger. People people are going to have trouble because a lot of times what you learn your first uh, several years in medicine, that sticks with you a lot longer. You know, it's new and it just stuck there. Getting rid of that thought, I even when there's a, an alternative, is more difficult. And that's uh, a lot of people are getting introduced to bad science. And uh, then it's also political, too. You know, uh, this is and very practical oh, you mean you mean I might not be able to get a job I can't be a teacher and do all these things if I uh, if I don't do exactly as they tell me or I get canceled I, that 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 to me is is uh, the signs of an authoritarian government and uh, uh, they're at a point where liberty is put down way down on the list <laughs> of yeah. concerns well this is another reason that people are losing faith in the so-called experts because everything they say just turns out to be wrong. And here's a good example. Let's look at these next couple of clips. This is Walensky, just back in, in uh, April. She said, it's official. Vaccinated people don't transmit COVID-19. This is from Fortune magazine. Well, just a couple months later, let's look at the next one. This is based on the Lancet report. This is Bloomberg Business. Vaccinated people are just as likely as unvaccinated people to spread the Velta variant to contacts in their household, a year-long year study found. So from if you get it, you can't, if you get the vaccine, you can't catch or spread it to, well, you're just as likely as the unvaccinated. And then they're expecting everyone to jump in line and say, hey, shoot me, shoot me. They're wondering why there's so much resistance to it. Because of, it's because of this and people aren't dumb. So I guess we'll move on now to yeah, our- uh, 
We'll okay. go to Europe. Let's go well, to Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an organization over there called the European Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to unify Europe. Uh, from the very beginning, I was skeptical on that. For some yeah. reason, I thought it wasn't very natural. And I said, well, you know, eventually someday the Germans are going to argue with the British and the French are going to argue with the Italians. And it just doesn't seem nearly a conducive, a conducive as it was for the United States to be more, more unified. But they wanted to put it together and there were skeptics. And we had a friend very much involved in, you know, Britain, Britain breaking away from that. And that was yeah. Nigel Farage. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he was on our program. Yeah, he but was. Yeah. He still speaks out. But we want to quote. I have a quote here from another member, somebody I didn't, I hadn't heard from, from before, and it has to do with uh, with vaccine passports. And this is when I saw this, I told you this almost sounded like a Patrick Henry speech. Yeah, absolutely, it, it is just really great. So I, I have a couple of quotes. You may have some too of hers because I think it's fantastic uh, because she addressed him and she was sick and tired of it. And these uh, long quotes and long messages, this comes, uh, Zero Hedge has it up uh, on Sunday's uh, program, uh, articles. And uh, but here, here, here's some of her uh, concluding advice. Always question everything any government does or does not do. No, not not, not too bad. Always look for the ulterior motive. That's pretty good. And always ask Carl Bono, who benefits? Yeah. We've been doing a lot of that asking. And, you, and I think we came down to pharmaceutical companies are on top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. benefiting. Whenever a political elite pushes an agenda this hard and resorts to extortion and manipulation to get their way, you can almost always be sure your benefit is definitely not what they had at, had at heart yeah. or what they told you. you yeah, know. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I will not be vaccinated. Wow. Here's, here's Patrick Henry. She must, knew, she must have met Patrick Henry. <laughs> I will not be vaccinated with anything that has not been properly vetted. Oh, boy, that's going to hurt the, these uh, <laughs> uh, vaccine companies. And tested and has shown no sound scientific evidence that the benefits outweigh the disease itself in possible long-term side effects, yeah. which, is, which to this day we don't know anything about. Yeah. And, and she, the speech goes, you know, it's a little bit longer than that, but it's not overly extended. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a speech that anybody should be able to understand. And if people disagree, challenge it and, and debate her or do whatever you want. Yeah. But this is the message that it's where it's coming from right now, because we, th we think that uh, there was a time when you, we used to think that the, the real uh, the significant country that protects personal liberty is here in the United States yeah. with our Bill of Rights and our Constitution. Well, it turns out that there's some people around the world popping up that uh, are very, very much uh, sick and tired of the mandates and they're resorting to, uh, once again, talking about and resorting to the principles of liberty. Yes, and she's a member of the European Parliament, as you mentioned. Her name is Christiane Anderson, and she has a very powerful speech. And in fact, let's listen to a couple of short clips. It's, she, she gives the speech in English. Uh, let's listen to that first 43 seconds. It's almost what you read. Let's listen to her say it, that first 43 seconds of this, of this first clip from her.
But it is not the goal that renders a system oppressive. It is always the methods by which the goal is pursued. Whenever a government claims to have the people's interest at heart, you need to think again. In the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite sincerely concerned about the well-being of regular people. What makes any of us think that it is different now? If the Age of Enlightenment has brought forth anything, then certainly this. Never take anything any government tells you at face value. Don't trust anything. I could see her speaking at one of our conferences, right? Let's do <laughs> well, this next be one. Great. Yeah, it would be great. Let's look at this next one quickly. This is where she talks about the grotesqueness of the mandates and the profits made by the, the vaccine companies. I think we're only going to watch maybe 34 seconds of this one. Listen to this one. So much. We're doing this for you. All through Europe, governments have gone to great length to get people vaccinated. We were promised the vaccinations will be a game changer and it will restore our freedom. Turns out none of that was true. It does not render you immune. You can still contract the virus and you can still be infectious. The only thing this vaccine did for sure was to spill billions and billions of dollars in the pockets of pharmaceutical companies. Billions and billions of dollars in the pockets of big pharma. <laughs> well great. said, right? Yeah, well Boy, said. that well is said. something else. But that's encouraging. I mean, that was one of our most positive things that we can mention today yeah. is, is that and it isn't like uh, people have to make that decision, but just, just allow this debate to occur. So, so far, uh, it's so rare that you hear these statements after all this time. It's almost two years now this has been going on. And the other side, uh, uh, you know, the, the pro-vaccine people have, have dominated. They have a monopoly control of the media. And it may be, uh, well, because, uh, well, it happened because they happen to control a lot of money yeah, that's true. and political power. That's true. So, well, you had a couple of miscellaneous yeah, things. Yeah, there's one here, uh, Australia, once again. Uh, they they're pretty weak at times, but there's been some resistance there. Some. There's some uh, there's some that are starting to protest. Australia confiscating bank accounts, confiscating bank accounts. Huh. That's my statement here. <laughs> Property licenses and businesses for non-compliance with COVID fine. But there is one quote here that I wanted to to use because I, 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 I couldn't believe it, they'd go to this extent. They have these, a lot of regulations and their tickets and fines, it's, it's control, it's control. They haven't developed a concentration camp yet, but, uh, but, but you are being pestered to death if you happen to live in Australia right now. He says, if you've checked in, this is what they can do under current law. If you've checked in at the grocery store, they know how far from home you are. And the police could figure out if you violated your one hour of time outside the home at the next checkpoint. Wow. What, 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 why do they put up with that? Not even East Germany could do that. They didn't have the technology back then. Yeah, well, that's why the technology is a two-edged force. There's so much in life that it has a two edges. Uh, and one of the examples I've used over the years has been the nuclear power. Yeah. It, could, it could warm the world and free, you know, give us so many wonderful things and, and cheap power. At the same time, you know, it can blow up people. So, wow. And here they're blowing up people as far as I'm concerned uh, to, 
to do this. Uh, so too too bad. Yeah. Well, I had a couple of uh, clips um, before the, uh, that, and this is just Dr. Paul. This, you know, the G the G20 summit over the weekend. They're telling us we've got to eat bugs, stop driving our cars. Meanwhile, they're all flying in their private jets. I think uh, Biden took 800 people with him. They had some 80 some cars. Uh, it's you know, so for thee but not me. Here's a couple of great clips. This first clip, and I'll set it up this way. The, they're gathering for a photo op. They've all got their masks on. You hear click, 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 click. They're taking all the pictures, and then you hear someone say, okay, you can take your masks off now. Let's have a look at this clip. This is, says everything you need to know about the elites, one rule for the elites, and one rule for the rest of us. Listen to the clicks. It's a short clip. Okay, the picture's over. You can take off your mask now. And this next one is Merkel from Germany. Same kind of thing. This is a long clip, but I'm only going to play part of it because the first part is Merkel, then there's also Macron who does the same thing. Let's just look at the Merk Merkel half. Here's Merkel getting out of her car at the G20. Get that mask on. Yes, you're safe. Now watch her walk in. Mask off. <laughs> mask on, mask off. One rule for them, another rule for us. You know, people in public office or any place, they, they shouldn't have the right to lie. Uh, but, uh, you know, that can become arbitrary and subjective. So most of the time people don't go to prison for lying. But I, I think it should be pointed out that, that what they're doing here is very, very dishonest. Yeah, very. <laughs> I mean, this is not being honest. And yet these are the people that get the masses to get, gather around them. And unfortunately, I think too many in the masses are trying to survive the conditions that these people created. Yeah. You, you know, the, the government regulations and messing around and debt is one of the major reasons people get poor. And then the government comes along and, and say, well, we're going to take care of you. So the more, more problems there are, the more they need the government. And they, that cycle has to be broken up. And uh, I, I know the answer to that. Just introduce the notion of personal liberty and yeah. personal decision and personal responsibility. Exactly. So uh, do you, you have it. one some there? Well, I have a, a final one, but you have an update from uh, New York. and. Uh... Yeah, this is pretty straightforward. Um, this is, is just again. This is not not Australia, and uh, it's uh, it's it's not the European Union. It's in the United States. Yeah. Mandate meltdown was still happening. Twenty-six New York City fire stations shuttered. L.A. sheriff warns of mass exodus. Tucson Water District faces staff shortages. And this is probably just a little bit. A little bit. And yeah. then you have people who leave because it's so uncertain, so dangerous, and uh, and and they're really not. Uh, you, you know, they're not too anxious to take their next job and then the jobs go begging sort of like this monstrosity that they've created with transportation and hauling goods and services there's a lot of 
very probably logical reasons why they can't get drivers <laughs> yeah. you know so but but it's a it's a, it's a consequence of the government over regulation and so many things so this uh this isn't good enough for me i want to see some of this stuff saying when are the resistance yeah hold the resistance. line tell me i don't like this stuff <laughs> hold the line hold the line there are a lot of brave people out there well the last thing i'm going to do is uh i'm going to play a couple more clips as a good news thing but I will remind our voters, I mean our viewers, and I'll thank them for watching the show, but please uh, go and sign up. Go to ronpaulinstitute.org. Sign up for subscribe to free updates. And also have a look at our website. Make it something you browse. We do have several new things up every day. Uh, we try not to overwhelm you with things. But here's some good news stories, Dr. Paul. And the reason I do this is because you're never going to see this anywhere else. This is what's going on in Europe over the weekend. First of all, here's Venona, Italy. Uh, people protesting the, the vaccine passport in Italy. They'll never show this on the mainstream media. Let's have a look at the Italians. Let's just do the first 17 seconds of this. Now, if they were protesting for a new green tax or something, you be better believe it will be on there. Well, here's New Zealand, which is one of the most lockdown states in the world. Uh, let's look at a little bit of this. It's a short clip, but just look at people in New Zealand. A lot of people out. They're tired of it, and they are rebelling. And that is a good thing. Civil disobedience is a good thing. So take courage, people. Take courage. Well, I, I think that's great. <laughs> that to me, say, deep down in the souls of, a, of most people is the desire to be free. Yes. And yet uh, people in general are susceptible to lies and innuendos and promises, false promises, and wanting to be helped for, to, be, to deal with the problems that the government already creates. But I think, I think the souls of just about everybody in, in the world uh, except for those who want to run your life. And, you know, I think that's where the minority of people who are the true authoritarians, they will do anything because they have no conscience. They will do whatever they can to get power and control and money. And uh, others uh, are more complacent and they say, well, it'll, it'll get better. We have a good constitution. We have the Bill of Rights. And, and maybe if we vote for the right people, this sort of thing goes in. But no, I, I think... Uh, th this is why I'm not, you know, I don't come down on the side of pessimism where, you know, there's no, no, way, no way where we can win. No, I, I think there is. And, of course, I mentioned many times that I was encouraged uh, many times, uh, you know, during the, my presidential runs by going to university campus and talking to young people where, where there's a lot of action. And uh, I, I think the, there's, there's still the desire to be free, but people need to be energized. Just think be, because of a special type of governor in Florida, I, I think he's done wonders, you know, to, uh, he, he's probably, I don't even know he, what he thinks of our program or libertarianism, but I know his instincts are good and he has an idea about where government should be uh, and where the people should be when with the desire to have personal liberty and responsibility. And uh, we have to just keep lighting those matches and matches of, of uh, get, get it, uh, get liberty flowing again.
God, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, I'm very encouraged by that. Do you have a closing? I'm, I'm all done, Dr. Okay, Paul. I want to thank our viewers for tuning in once again. And, uh, you know, th this is uh, difficult for us to, uh, you know, dissect all this. But actually, uh, we get a lot of benefit personally. At least I do. I get personal benefit from this because I do know that a few people do show up and people respond. They respond favorably. And I still, I was on a speaking, a bit of a speaking tour just recently. And I still had a lot of people who were middle-aged people. And I just love it when they come up and they say, you know, it was my 16-year-old or my 14-year-old that got me involved and interested in uh, what you're doing. So, yes, young people get them involved, but these are, uh, you know, uh, middle-aged people will come around and even learn from their young people. So, uh, and to me, it's a, it's a job, and I've, you know, I applied this to myself. You know, I spent a lot of time reading Austrian economics and libertarianism, and uh, I described it as it took me a long time uh, to learn things to get rid of the things I had been taught most of my life. If we, all the schools and the media and government, that uh, it, isn't, it isn't easy. It, it may click, they give it to you, they feed it to you, and they can influence you. But uh, eventually, when you decide it's steady, I still have to read as much as I can to find out where is the trick. And that's why uh, the statement coming from the uh, parliament member uh, from Europe, Watch out, watch what they say every time because they're not working, the, she's talking about the government, they're not working in your best interest. So the, the working of, for our best interest is usually, first it's the individual that has to know and understand what is the best interest for you and your family, your friends and your neighbor, and how do you promote it? How do you get them educated? How do they learn responsibility? And there was a time, some of those things were just automatic. That's what families and that's what freedom was all about. And then I think we've drifted a long way in the past hundred years but I would say when we see some of this excitement going on around the world and in this country people are waking up and uh, I, they said that you wake up one person at a time but I'll tell you what there's more than one person saying you know we're all raw for liberty because those crowds are turning out and it's around the world that's a good sign we need to encourage that but we have to be responsible for ourselves to make sure that we know and understand to get people enthusiastic because it makes good sense too. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.